Welcome to season four of the podcast, A Voice for the Hurting. This season is dedicated entirely to the divorced Christian. If this is you, then keep listening to hear more of my own story and the stories of others as we give you hope and comfort for healing, true healing, which is found only at the foot of the cross. So today it is my pleasure to introduce Cheryl Kent. She is a career mom who has several different amazing things that she's doing right now. Uh, She's going to talk to us today about how God worked through her divorce. And we'll eventually get to the topic of forgiveness and how that has looked in her own story. And I think you'll really be blessed by listening to this today. So hello, Cheryl. Hello, Lori. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Having you back. It's fun to have people more than once on my podcast. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So at Lori, as you were saying, that is correct. Um, I have been a busy, single career oriented mom for over 20 years and um, it has been challenging for sure. I'm not going to lie. Um, I um, am a woman of faith. And so, yes, I uh, went to uh, Sunday school when I was, when a little girl in, in um, elementary school asked me to go and, and I accepted Christ then, but uh, of course drifted away when her family drifted away as well. Yeah. And it was my divorce that actually brought me back to God. Yes. Yeah. So part of that, um, you know, when I, uh, just starting from the beginning of, uh, of that journey, um, I became pregnant a month after my mother's death. And that was very, very sudden and hard. And a year prior to that, I actually lost my father to cancer. So I had lost both of my parents. And then after my mother's funeral, um, uh, you know, 30 days after my mother's death is when I became pregnant with my son. And I just considered him my angel. Um, and, and my, uh, husband and I had already had pro- problems in our marriage prior to that. Yeah. Um, we, um, had a couple that we were really good friends with in the beginning of our marriage and, um, was at a 4th of July party at barbecue and the boys were taking turns lighting fireworks and I tell the story because it's very traumatic. Um, the, the, the friend, uh, the, the friends that we were with, the husband was lighting a firework and there was a young kid that was drinking and driving and didn't turn on his headlights and had raced through the neighborhood and didn't see him in the middle of the road lighting yeah. his body got hit wow. and um, died in front of us all. So it was very traumatic. So that was a big thing on our marriage. Um, and, uh, there was a lot of court cases that was going on with that because of that. And I didn't have time to go cause I was working. And so it was my husband and the, um, spouse of, of the one who lost her husband. And one thing led to another and they, uh, consoled each other. And, and so that was, was the first infidelity that happened in our marriage that we, tried to get over, we went to counseling. Um, And then once my mother had died and I became pregnant, um, there was another woman that started working at my husband's work and um, they had met when we were separated. So along with that, just to speed things up in the message, but 
Um, one thing led to another. She befriended me. Um, yeah. At the time I wasn't really open to a friendship, but when my mother died, we became friends and she was still enamored with my husband and my husband um, and her worked very closely together. And through the months of my pregnancy, I realized that they had a friendship that he and I should have. Right. So unfortunately, um, the birth of my son was very traumatic. It wasn't uh, supported because there was still a lot of things that was going on um, with them. And I just didn't have my husband there. And so after a month um, that my son was born is when my divorce happened and it really just rocked my world. Um, I felt extreme loneliness and desperation for God. At the time I was asking God to save our marriage, but then I realized that the end was coming. So I was just asking God to help me through it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a hard place to be, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially yeah. as a Christian. So at the time, were you a Christian or believer at all? So, so that's kind of the reason why I brought up when I received Christ as a little girl. And so that's my divorce is what brought me to my knees seeking Christ. Yes. And <laughs> so, so he, he did help me through a lot. I started going back to church at that time. Um, and I got my my backbone to stay on my own through pursuing Christ and God had, God brings you certain people at those times to really help support you when yes. you're open to it, when you look for it. So that was my journey and starting of being a single mom. And um, luckily he, you know, God's provided me some great jobs through that I was in pharmaceutical sales at that time, um, I think three years after the divorce, and that helped me financially uh, do that. But um, what was challenging is just trying to work with my son's, uh, my son's father and his wife because they ended up marrying and just wow. watching them, you know, get a new house, get new cars. Um, they ended up getting, you know, children and starting a family of their own. That was really hard for me because as for me, um, it, that just didn't happen. There wasn't, I, I tried at the beginning of our divorce um, to find my knight in shining armor. And there was a gentleman at one time that came into my life and he was also going through a divorce of similar circumstances, but I realized I jumped into something too quickly. I didn't allow God to heal me first. And uh, I, I, I got severely hurt and went through an incredible amount of pain. And looking back, I realized part of that was because I was setting all my hopes and dreams that this is my knight in shining armor and I was going to have a happily ever after. And that just all got destroyed. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, it led me into more of a deeper relationship with God uh, because I realized I was putting my hopes in that instead of in him. Right. I had to go through just a whole surrender process through that which I talk about in my testimony, um, you know, uh, we don't have a lot of time for that, but uh, it really was a freeing experience. If you send me that link, I'll make sure to put it in the comment or in the 
episode notes? I would absolutely be honored to do that. Yes. So, so through that process um, of, of my d- deepening my intimacy with God, I do have to admit that I still went through a lot of bitterness and anger as yes. to what happened and with my son's father. And I really did try to work with him, but I started realizing this bitterness and anger in me was consuming me. There were times where I would be working and a lot of it would be driving and I'd be gripping the steering wheel so hard that I thought I had carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I had neck issues because I carried all of my stress here. And I think one of the biggest indicators for me that uh, my for, I, I had to face forgiveness was the fact that I was, I had such a short fuse. And so there would be times like I learned from my mom how to raise my, my son. And so she was a yeller. So I was too. Right. And there would be times where I'd, I would be yelling at my son and here he is two and a half. And all of a sudden he'd be crouching down at me because I'd be yelling at him so much as if he thought I was going to hit him. Right. That was alarming to me. That was like the very first major thing that I needed to do something about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, people would tell me, you, you know, it's been two or three years, you just need to let go and forgive. And I would be looking at them like daggers, like, right. You think you are, do you know what happened to me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was really, really hard. Um, but I want to say that the major thing that really woke me up was my son, like I needed to do something. And I think the biggest thing when you are entertaining forgiveness is, is believing that lie that the forgiveness is telling that other person, what you did to them was, uh, okay. And that is not the truth. That's right. Yeah. And so, um, I had to get over that. I had to get over that and realize that doing this process was more about freeing myself myself of that bitterness and anger so that I could be a better person for my son. That's right. Yeah. And so doing in doing that process, and I do talk about that in my testimony, um, but it, it truly was, it was just by starting out by praying, even to help my son's father, you know, be a good father to my son mm-hmm. and then praying other things as God softened my heart and spending some genuine time with God yeah. over the offenses and working that through with God. But through that forgiveness process, I was able to become a more confident, freeing Christian woman. And in and, and a stronger backbone, because I was able to stand in front of my son's father and basically be the strong, confident woman and make those decisions that are best for my son's interest, for our right. son's interest. Yes. Yeah. And so it was surprisingly empowering for me to do that. And through the years of going to my son's events at school and, and sporting events, I was able to work with my son's father and, and it's a process. I, I do want to admit to someone who is trying to seek forgiveness or even consider it. 
Do not expect this to be an overnight thing. This is meant to be a process with God that he will help you through every circumstance in every situation to where he gives you the discernment decisions that you make for your child's benefit. And one of the indicators that God brought to me is when I considered making decisions for my son um, that, that his father would bring to me is just the fact that, is this something I would consider if it was coming from my son's father and not my ex-husband? Right. When you make that distinction, it is so much more easier to make if you're if you're looking at it as a perspective, as it helping your son. So what I mean by that is when my son's father asked, is it okay if I have some more time to take, take him camping, right? Or take him uh, to, to throw a, a baseball around for baseball practice. Those to me are things that as a mother, I couldn't do. masculine things and not every single mother can can have that ability there are some fathers out there that are not present in their children's lives so for me I had to look at that and say my son's father wants to be a part of my son's life so I need to push what offenses he did as my ex-husband aside and make those important decisions that this is this is my son's father and I'm going to allow him this time. Of course, there were times that I felt like time was robbed from me. But at the same time, going through that process with God and surrendering that to him, then somehow, some way in a, in a few days, my son would be sick and it wasn't anything detrimental, but guess what? He had to stay home and I had to stay home too. So yeah. That special time with my son. That's right. So those battles in between, by giving to God, I ended up getting a much more richer experience. And God allowed me, he blessed me financially with jobs when I surrendered those instances. And so I was able to take my son on trips, like on a Disney cruise, um, or even to Hawaii, and things like that, where some moms don't have that av- availability. But right. let me tell you something, when you start committing your life to God, and you even tithing, when I hardly had anything, God multiplies that. Mm-hmm. This is all what I learned through my process is that this is all a process to learn to, de- to depend on God daily, and watch him provide for you. And that's what he did for me. That's right. Amen. And so through that process and working with my son's father, we started at least having this working relationship over the years and this respect, even with his wife, which was the other woman. Right. That's another process. (laughs) But I appreciated that she wanted to be there for my son. And that my son wasn't going through anything traumatic. So every woman's situation, every parent, single parent situation is different. You have to lean on God for that discernment, but it did help in my situation. So 
the irony of the whole thing of my process through this is because this happened, we were able to work together and it blessed my son. He grew yeah. up to be a very confident child that is actually now he's 23 and he's pursuing the Lord himself. Wonderful. Have it any other way. But another miracle happened through this whole process of extending out the olive branch and through that forgiveness process. Because at the age of 17, I remember one night in particular, I received a phone call from my son's father and I didn't expect it. I wasn't really understanding why, but he had started telling me because he he was emotionally distraught. He had hit rock bottom at himself. And uh, he didn't even know why he was calling me other to tell that he was going to tell his son this news. But unfortunately, he was calling me to tell me that he, him and his wife were divorcing. That yeah. his wife was leaving him for another woman. And because I had gone through that forgiveness process and over time had a working relationship with my son's father, I, I didn't have any ill feelings. I, it wasn't even a feeling like, we'll see, this is what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of a feeling of compassion because they had started a life of their own and they developed three through their marriage, three other children Um, that we're going to be going through this divorce. And so my heart was really more for them. And so ironically, through this conversation and him telling me this, he started asking me how I did it all of these years. How was I able to work with him in all of the way that he treated me through those years? And I was just able to tell him that it was leaning on Christ that got me through it. And he started asking me more questions about it because him and his wife had converted to Catholicism when they got married. Mm -hmm. So they had that basis of who Jesus was, but they never had developed a personal relationship themselves. And so he just started asking me questions and unbeknownst to me, I started ministering to him on the phone. And he actually accepted Christ in his life that night. Wonderful, yeah. Amazing. I had no idea. And through that was the beginning of his relationship with Christ. And he went through his own process. There are many times that he would call me on the phone just asking, um, not just asking, but more stating profoundly of, of just thanking me for the grace that I showed him. Yeah. I I just didn't even realize that at the time I was just speaking from my heart. Um, But through that process, he was able to go through his own forgiveness process. And he wanted to have a conversation of amendments with me and even apologize over the pain that he caused. I never, ever thought that I would hear that come from his mouth because he always denied everything that he had done to me until now at this point. And the big deciding factor too, amazing factor 
is that he even had a conversation with our son later on to apologize to him over what he did to me, which was so beautiful and such a testimony to our own son, which I think catapulted his relationship with God. And so that was such a beautiful miracle unbeknownst to me that I could even know what for the power of forgiveness could be in somebody's life. And so through that, and then I, I'm happy to tell you that, you know, his, his father did start on a relationship with God is continuing with that. No, we did not get back together. We're just good friends. Yeah. The beautiful thing is, is now his children know who God is. Like they're going to a Christian church. They actually go to my church where, you know, it's amazing. (laughs) But to see them going to other children events and learning who God is, is also rewarding and just a reward from forgiveness that you never, ever could have even imagined. And over a miracle that could happen like that. Right. I would encourage anyone to entertain it because a lot of times you don't even realize that forgiveness process isn't just for you. It can lead to so many other miracles that you would not even consider. Yeah. It's like a ripple effect. Yes. Yes. And it, it, it's just, I have a prayer warrior. This woman has been praying for my son and I ever since my son was born really. And um, she always says, things like, um, God just knocks my socks off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel. God just knocks my socks off. And I guarantee you partnering with him, he will knock your socks off for sure. (laughs) Amen. I'm, I echo that. Um, I really do because there's, there's areas of my life. Like I felt like after my divorce, um, God promised me that he was going to restore the years that the locust had eaten. It's yeah, it's an old testament verse in case people haven't heard it. It's from Joel 225, I think it is. And and when God said that, like honestly at first, so it was before anything had happened. And soon after my divorce, I thought, does that mean we're gonna get back together? You know, we didn't, just like you, you know, we have not. Um, but there there were a lot of things that I lost in my in the downfall of my relationship. And just one by one, God has been restoring my heart, restoring the things that were taken from me. Mm -hmm. And um, like at the time of this recording, I just got a job that I had left for my ex-husband 10 years ago, because we've been apart for about nine years now. And, um, And it was my dream job. And I left it because he absolutely hated me for it because <laughs> I wasn't getting paid as much as I could as I, as I had the potential for, but I loved every day of being there. And I just, I had thanked God for allowing me to have that job. And I felt like I was just never going to have it again. Right. And just like two weeks ago, I got um, offered the, a full-time position doing what I wanted to do. Right. It's like, and just things like that, that God is and a, a job doesn't matter. And honestly, my life has changed so much that I prayed about it this time because that at the time I put all of these gifts that God gives us above God. Mm, and yeah. now I, right. And now I was like, okay, God, 
if you want this for me, then let it, let me have it, you know, but your will, not mine. And I think I love what you said about restoring the locusts and restoring your heart, right? Yes. Yes. What God does through that process. And that's what he's done with mine. I mean, that's the reason why I came up with my coaching business of, you know, one heart empowered is because that's what he does through the process, through the intimacy. And when you pursue him and lean into his heart, that's what he does is he restores, he renews, and he empowers your heart. So that you're even bigger, you're even better, you're even more confident as a Christian woman through this. It's one heart empowered. Yes, man, I love it. Yeah. Just amazing. It's just amazing through that process. And I would encourage any of your viewers to do that. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. Keep moving. Keep Keep pressing into the Lord and watch what he does for you on a daily basis. Yes. One of the things, because you had mentioned Lori in our conversation in the past is, is about how we have become a society of instant gratification. Yes. So a lot of times we expect our restorers, um, our hearts to be restored us to be um, given what we're given in an instant. But that is polar opposite of how God works. Most of the time, God will give us just a little bit at a time so that we learn to depend on him daily and and grow into that strong, confident woman and define that healing through the process. Why is that? So that when we are given what we're given, we don't forget God. Right. Right. It's yeah. all in a process to learn to depend on him daily so that he can empower us daily. Yes. Because otherwise, if we're given it in a drop of a hat, we wouldn't need God. Right. right? Exactly. And we wouldn't appreciate every because that's the thing, too, is he's the gift. You know what I mean? And that's taken me so long to realize <laughs> I know, me too. And that's part of the reason why you and I do what we do Mm -hmm. and why you invite testimonies is to realize that, yes, he's the gift. He's the main gift. And it's through the process of learning to lean on him on a daily basis. And if we learn that earlier in life, it can be a shorter process. It can be. (laughs) I, I feel like I feel like it probably still takes time for everyone to just fully grasp it. Cause I think about that actually. If you think like God's a gift, you know, what does that mean? That doesn't sound like much of a gift. Yes. Um, but but it is so much. And yes. like because he gives you strength, he gives you peace, he yes. gives you hope, he fills your life that you like like after these terrible situations that we go through, he just, he fills our hearts with himself. Yes. And, and unless you've experienced it, it's so hard to really fully explain that. You know what I mean? It really truly is because you can talk about faith. People can teach about faith, but you can't help someone else learn it. 
You have to experience it. And the encouraging thing is for whoever of your listeners is listening to this. Okay. The point is, is that our feelings lie to us many, many times. So when we're feeling down and out and when we're depressed or feeling anxiety or feeling fear, we believe our feelings, right? And we believe that we're going to feel like this for the rest of our lives. That's why it's so important to journal and to remember the victories that you have with God, because guaranteed how you're feeling now compared to when you first went through your traumatic experience, you're at least a little bit better than you were from the beginning. Yes. A step ahead. That hope. Okay. You are not always going to lean on that. And one of my monumental verses that I have sealed on my heart with God is Proverbs three, five through six. It's trust in the Lord, your God with all of your heart, right? Lean not on your own understandings, which means lean not on your feelings, push those feelings aside. Yes, they are there but learn to trust God anyways. And through that, when you acknowledge him in all of his ways, you praise God, regardless of how you feel, Mm -hmm. he will make your path straight. He will work it out because he knows so much more than you do. He, he works so much that many things out that you can't see, but only he can see. And as you learn about him and as you read his word and remember how he works in the Old Testament and the New Testament, he is still the same as he was in the Old Testament, as he is in the New Testament, as he is today, as he is in the future. So you can base your hope on that and persevere through and he will make your path straight no matter what. Yes. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I feel like we're going to church today. (laughs) It's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me think of one of the verses that has gotten me through it. Um, Everyone quotes Jeremiah 29, 11, which is a great verse, but people usually stop there and right after it, I think is key to everything. So I'll, I'll say it, the verse just so that people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He says, Uh, And my mind just blanked for how it starts. For I know the hope that called you, right? Yes. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I've given you a hope in a future Mm -hmm. and people stop there. But after it, it says, and you'll seek me and you will find me when you seek with all your heart. With all your heart. Right. That's why I call my business one heart empowered right? Is because when you seek God with all your heart out of desperation, it is times, it is the times when we're at our lowest that we're ready to seek him with all of our heart, right? Yes, But when exactly. we seek him with all of our heart, we press into him, we learn about him, we surrender to him because we have no choice. We can't do it anymore without him, right? Right. Yeah. Met in humble admittance and humble surrender to him saying, okay, help me through this. I can't do it on my own. That's when he takes your heart and he's like, okay, I finally have you where I want you. It may seem endless. It may seem hopeless, but I've got you now. Yes. Let me do my work. 
And then he takes Jesus's blood and he, he puts that over an anointing over the wounds of your heart. And that's when he starts to restore it. He starts to empower it. And you become that new confident woman that you are always supposed to be in Christ. And you are on a magnificent journey. That's right. Hope in Christ. There's always hope. Always. Yes. And what we think of as the end, like the end of our marriage is a beginning for God. Yes. Yes. It's not, of course, to promote uh, divorce and marriage. No. Uh, yeah, no. If, if you come to that end, there yeah. still is hope. There is yeah. lots of it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So can I close this out in prayer? Would you mind if I do that? That would be wonderful. I'd love that. Okay. So Heavenly Father, we come before you and we praise you, Lord, for being the all-encompassing comforter, the all-encompassing God of hope. And for your viewers, Lord, that are listening to this testimony and listening to Lori and I, may our words anoint them with your power, Father, that you would spark hope in them, that you would provide um, a different perspective with you, that you would take them on a journey of deeper intimacy with you so that you can restore and empower their hearts. I pray, Lord, that um, you, you connect uh, many of them to other godly Christian people that can help them in their journey to a healing with you, and that, um, that this just brings such hope and empowerment to these individuals. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today, Cheryl. This has been wonderful. Um, can you tell my audience where to reach you or where to find you? Yes. Yes. So, um, I have an email address, Cheryl, uh, C-H-E-R-Y-L at oneheartempowered.com. And then my web address of course is www.oneheartempowered.com. And I do have my testimonies on my website as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much again for having me, Lori. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Voice for the Hurting. You can follow me on Instagram for more inspiring content at Voice for the Hurting Podcast or check out the website at avoiceforthehurting.com. If you or someone you know is experiencing a divorce or has gone through one and knows that they need to heal, please check out my book on Amazon called Surviving the Shattered Heart, The Christian's Companion for Healing After Divorce. It is available.